This is a Project Humanoid production. Whammo. For this week of murder. Wow, you really do want to finish this one fast. Well, you said that it was really problematic. About how long I said nothing of the sort. Oh. <clears throat> All right, go ahead. Project Humanoid, this is Murder, My Dude. I'm BP Burke. And I'm Wally West. <laughs> Wally, Wally West? <laughs> yeah. That's not your name. Oh. It's Jackson Westles. It's, it's not Westles. <laughs> Jackson Westles. It's, it's Jackson Wells. Today on Jackson Wells. What about Wally West? Not Wally West anymore. Oh. I just figured you wanted to flash through it. Nah. Yeah. You just want all these W names because of WandaVision. That's... <gasps> You're all about the WandaVision. I'm kind though. of in the uh, in a comic book fucking mode right now, which is uh, WandaVision's amazing. Yeah, but, I know. I I just literally just watched the the first two episodes before the show. I was, yeah, I loved it. I liked I liked it a lot. Like funny. It is funny. Yeah, interesting. Um, <laughs> as somebody who watched a lot of Nick at Night as a kid, like watched oh, Bewitched, yeah. watched Dick Van Dyke, watched yeah. you know those kind of shows. Like the the attention to detail on a lot of those things is very fun. What I noticed m- more about the Dick Van Dyke show, uh, or the, the most I should say, was the 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 bifold windows or door mm-hmm. or whatever you call it uh, yeah. that goes into the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very cool. Because Th- that's I was like that is just taken straight from Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, and that's just such an old sitcom trope of, oh, we have to make the dinner. And like even the Simpsons did that. But mm-hmm. the Simpsons did it like like WandaVision did it, making fun of other shows that would do that episode. There was a spoiler in WandaVision that was kind of tied to the uh, Simpsons. Oh, really? Excuse me. Yeah. When they uh in the second episode, when they're it's done with the cartoon opening, like yeah. Bewitched. Mm-hmm. They do with the the pan panning shot, right? The where they're showing the house, yep. Like the Simpsons, and they had like a crawl space. Oh wow! There's a, they do the same thing in Wandavision for the second episode. Oh well, you know Disney does own the Simpsons, now, right? Right, so. and 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 in the crawl space is a helmet of a uh, character. Oh, like okay, Grim Reaper or something like. That. Oh wow! Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of Easter eggs in that show, like a shitload. Yeah, they do a lot of fan service, but they do it. It's a yeah, it's in a very fun way. I I enjoyed it quite a bit. There's um, there was like a video. It said 64 Easter eggs or something like that. Oh wow! And, and that that was for that one video. I'm sure that there mm-hmm. are more than 64 Easter eggs. Uh I enjoyed it. I don't want to make this fucking show about uh about WandaVision, though it would be better than what we're going to talk about. Uh, so before we get into anything else, uh, let's get our plugs out. Uh, if you want to email us, it's email, uh, our email is at murdermydude at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Our Facebook is uh, at podcast, podcast, my dude. My dude. If uh, you search murder, my dude, you'll find it though. Instagram murder, my dude. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Twitter, Murder My Dude. Yeah. And then if you want to find me, I'm Jackson Wells on Facebook or at Jackie Rudo. And I don't know why I'm saying Jackie like that. Jackie, Jackie. Uh We're made up a thousand names on Instagram. You don't have any. No, no, I'm not big on the social guy media Guy looks thing. like you? Yeah. From another podcast? That's fucking guy. Sounds just like you. Looks just uh, like you. Don't like him. Also, name is Brian. Everybody knows your name is Brian. Yeah. Brian Paddington Burke. Burke, yeah. His that name, guy has some dumb last name. Yeah, his name is Brian Patrick, mm. like, Burke, Burke Shitsky or some yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah, not even the Patrick. I don't think that's in his in his social media. No, I just I knew that. Oh, yeah, no. I used you, to live on the same street as him. Oh, cool. It's funny. I <laughs> talking about back then. I saw a video. It was on my uh, on my uh, or his Facebook feed. I was super to his Facebook because like, what's this fucker <laughs> up to now? And I, I had his login credentials somehow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the solution is not keeping up very well. No, uh, <laughs> but nope. He um. There's, you. There's this video. Say <laughs> you. And I guess this guy's from Philly because he reviews a lot of things in Philly. Like he's like one of those food food review people. Yeah. And I guess he finally was reviewing Leo's steak shop in uh in Falcroft. Uh huh. I was like, oh wow, Leo's. Is it is that in Falcroft? I thought I, it was the Sharon way Hill. they explained it in the video because I always thought Sharon Hill too because I thought Falcroft was like a little right farther fu- down. Yeah, it's right there. I guess that side of the street is Falcroft and the other side is Sharon Hill because uh, I literally I literally worked across the street from you, there. You worked across the street and it was that, in Sharon Hill. That's what I was saying because that uh, the the old company you worked for the KFC that was right there. Yeah. The was a Chinese, Chinese buffet, buffet where we had our own table. Yeah, we had our own table. <laughs> On the There's, one time we 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 explained this, we uh we had our our friend uh, Ogie came to eat, and we went to a uh, GNC was in a strip mall. Well, there. before well, I don't know if it was after that or before that. At some point, mm-hmm. we went to a, 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 a thrift store. Yeah, and we got the, the sombreros. Yep, and we walked around like the fucking three amigos. Mm-hmm. But uh, right after we went to the Chinese buffet, uh, we're fairly large fellows. Yep, that that should be a. Uh, Nickelodeon show, a cartoon. The fairly large fellows. Yeah, fairly large fellows. Yeah, uh, and we we left the Chinese buffet, mm-hmm. went into GNC, and I asked the guy if they had weight gainer. Yeah, and the guy laughed. He thought it was funny because <laughs> we're fat. Right. And we're asking for weight gainer. Yeah, and then I wound up working in that shopping center for about two years. And yeah, yeah. So, and literally, they panned the camera because I think they're talking about Sharon Hill. Like, yeah, right over there is Sharon Hill, and I'm like, yeah, right over there is where I worked. Yeah, so I never knew that literally just across the street. But then again, it's it's funny because the way that works out is our. I, I thought it went down further, like that street there. It's called Chester Pike, right? I thought because there's a, a restaurant there. It was called like Dominico's. Isn't that what it was called? Dominico's. I think that was in Fallcroft. Right, but that's because it's on the same side as yeah. where you work, but down further. Yeah, which makes sense. Not directly across the street. Yeah. Like that is weird to me. That yeah, I always thought that was Sharon Falk- Hill. Yeah, so. But it but it's it makes sense. Like just like our street, the street we lived on, mm-hmm. and which was Wayne Avenue in Collingdale, and then there's train tracks, and then the other side of the train tracks was High Street in right. Sharon Hill. Mm-hmm. The only thing separating Wayne Avenue and Collingdale from High Street and Sharon Hill was train tracks. Yeah. You remove the train tracks, you have the yeah. same street. Yeah. Oh, also the another thing that removed it was money 
and nicer houses. Yeah, we were on the wrong side of the tracks. It was like the greasers and associates. <laughs> yeah. We were on the, literally that's yeah. that's what it was like. We mm-hmm. were on the shitty side, you know, of the of the tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh but I liked our street growing up. Yeah, it was fun. Look, the other street was it quiet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, were the houses nicer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did they have more money? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were there prettier girls on there? Oh yeah. Yeah, they were. I don't know a lot of girls from that street, but I'll I'll, I'll take your word for no, it. No, there were. Okay. There were. But would I have rather lived on fucking Wayne Avenue? Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. You could always visit the other street. They didn't... There, there wasn't any character to it. Yeah. Other than the fact that it was There's nice maybe a little too much character on our street. Maybe a little too much. Was there? No, no. Just enough. Just enough. I, I, I don't... Yeah, I never thought that there was. Like, I think that any... Any drama could have been easily avoided. Like any drama that my family had was. And then again, you do have some characters that are, you know, assholes. We had one guy who lived on our street, smacked me in my face. Mm-hmm. I was like 14 or something like that. I was at uh Collingdale pizza. I was sitting there eating and uh, dude was making fun of my dad. My, my dad at the time was work uh, walking with Kane because uh, he used to work at the Philadelphia airport. And right, this is right before we moved here. He um he was working there, and he slipped on ice and fell, and he fucked up his knee. And so he was walking on a yeah, he sued, of course, because that's what he did. Mm-hmm. He he looked for an excuse to fall and hurt something, and um, you know, so we can get workman's comp and whatever right. else. And uh, he fell and he hurt his knee. Now, look, uh, listen, that's not to say that he never did get hurt because he did. Right. You know, there are times that he did legit get hurt, but it's like the boy who cried wolf because when he does finally fall and get hurt, you're like, yeah, did you really know? Yeah, I don't know. Did you really know? You know, uh, but there were times he, he legit got hurt because I, I, the only reason I know for the knee thing is because he had to get like operations and shit, you know, right, and, yeah. and, and scopes and all this stuff. So it's like he wouldn't go through that if he, if he didn't need to, mm-hmm. like all the back problems he had. You know, not one fucking back surgery yeah. for all the times he fell and sued for his back. Yeah, because I think that's like harder to diagnose. Right. Not one fucking back surgery, but he, you know, he had shit done with his knees. Anyway, um, dude smacks me in my face and uh, man, I remember my dad fucking. And I remember him saying something like he would shove, shove my dad's cane up his ass or something like that. My dad confronted him. My dad's like, yeah, go ahead, shove it up my fucking ass because my dad would have shot him. Right. My dad was shot. My and that was my dad's thing. Like I can't move like you, but I could shoot. Yeah, you know my hands are quick enough. Because <laughs> he, this particular guy, he kicked another one of our friends' uh, dad in the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to, to tell the story real quick, he's a fucking psychopath. He got in an argument with his girlfriend, and uh, I don't know if he hit her or what he did. But he uh, he g- gets in an argument with her and he punches through his fucking window. Now, the way that the it was through, so next to your front door. So you have like a porch. You walk up on this small porch and you have your, your front door. And then there's just like long pane of glass on either side of the door. And in my house was like my house looked identical to his as far as the, the right. They're all kind of laid out the same. Right. Well, yours was different. No, yours actually yours was the same, but you had an enclosed porch. Yeah. It wasn't always enclosed. I think they did that later. Okay. Well, what, yours? Yeah. 
I think when we moved there, it was open. Well, of course. Wait, when you moved there, it was? Yeah, I think the landlord enclosed it later, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't remember now. Maybe, but I mean, as, as far as I knew you, it was yeah, some of them closed. had open porches, some of them had enclosed. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, so anyway, he punches through and he, and he fuck, it cuts like, I guess like a, a main artery or something or yeah, like vein or something. He fuck, like he cuts himself bad and he's bleeding real bad. Um, right before he does that, the guy across the street, our friend's dad, I guess, cause he's, he's, I think maybe he hits his girlfriend and a dude runs across the street and this dude, this other, you know, this, this kid, I'm calling him, I'm not saying any fucking names, right, right. but this kid, he's not even a kid. He's probably like 19 or something at the time. Mm-hmm. Kicks this guy in the fucking face, kicks him in the fucking face. Right. Right. And now this guy didn't do shit about it. Could you imagine if my dad got kicked in the face? <laughs> my dad would have shot him. Mm-hmm. He would have been fucking, he would have literally been shot. Like there's no. Right. You know, no getting around that. He would have been fucking, he would have been dead. Mm-hmm. Um, My dad chased fucking dude. And when we got robbed <clears throat> in uh, the last house we lived at in Philly, when my dad, uh, when my house got robbed, um, my dad got in a fist fight with the dude. He was a Golden Gloves boxer. My dad held his own for a while with the dude. And then finally he got fucking, got tired out. He was in his 40s. Right. Yeah. You know, he had diabetes. He was fi- fucking fat like me. Couldn't, you know, my dad could fucking throw, he could, he could bang, but he couldn't fight for, you know, for that long without getting tired. Right. And then finally he grabbed his fucking gun and chased it through the house <laughs> with a 357 and a dude ran fucking hit in the basement. Um, That's the old Chris Rock thing. If you have a gun, you don't need, you don't need to work out. Well, anyway, so, so this, this kid kicks his fucking dude and then he punched, that's when he punched the, the, the window and cuts himself. Well, the dude that got kicked, his wife goes across the street because she was a nurse and fucking wraps this dude's arm up. I guess because you're a nurse, you have to do that. Yeah, it's almost like you're Hippocratic Oath, even though it's a doctor. Right. But it's like a moral thing. Yeah. Morals go out the window when you kick somebody in the fucking face. You kick my husband in the face. Right. It's it. It's a wrap, son. Die. Bleed to death. Fuck you. And I'm talking about if I was in her shoes. Right. Turn my fucking... I would have said to my husband, get in the house. We didn't see shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, forget that he fucking kicked you. Let that motherfucker bleed. Let 911 fucking help him. Yeah. But she ran across the street. She helped. I don't like them anyway. And her son died, so fuck him. Um, They're just all fucking douchebag sneaks he's a fucking sneak is my dad was saying he's a fucking sneak they were all scummy they're all fucking shitheads they they weren't they weren't exactly the the greatest people but but it was a fun fucking street it was that old never a dull moment thing it was never a dull moment never and um and that dude who kicked the guy and all he had a friend around the same age right so now remember they're like they're in their fucking late teens early 20s at this point Excuse me, when I'm like 14. Um, so if they're that age, I'm guessing their moms and dads are in their 30s. Yeah. My dad's in his 40s, right? That's mm-hmm. that's, that's how I think uh, the math works out here. Um, and then my mom and dad, when they moved on the street, became friendly with the, with the parents. But she screwed my little... The, the one, this one guy, 
who was friends with the other guy who kicked so that the dude that kicked the other dude, we're going to give him Jay. He's going to be called Jay. Mm-hmm. Jay had a friend named Silent Bob. Silent Bob. Okay. Silent Bob's mom uh, was friendly with my mom for a bit until she screwed my little sister out of money. Right. And then my mom was like, yeah, fuck you. You know, like you're a piece of shit. And um, they got in a, they got in a big fucking, they got in a big fight, but that was literally, I think I'm trying to remember how many fights my, my fucking parents got, got in with. I know there's that it was a, another kid that lived across the street. I remember my mom going after the husband mm-hmm. and, uh, and it was basically like, you're lucky it's me going after you and not my husband is right. how my mom was like, you're, you're mm-hmm. lucky it's, it's fucking me because they just knew how crazy my dad would have acted, you know, had it been my dad, right. you know, um, but yeah, great, great fucking, there are a lot of great, it was crazy. It was, <laughs> yeah. You know, my, my mom and dad like to think it was the wild west sometimes with the gun toting. Right. Uh, and it's funny because I am not a, a gun person like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also avoid, confrontation because their thing is i i avoid confrontation as much as possible that's not to say that i haven't you know uh beat the shit out of some faces or fucking you know grab some people and threw them up against walls and you know gotten a little violent i have uh but i think that what i've done is like pales in comparison to you know to how they've acted uh, and that's just because I, I really, I genuinely don't like confrontation. Yeah. I genuinely don't like fighting. I love it. You, you love it. Yeah. I gen, I genuinely do not like fighting, but I, but I mean, arguing either. Right. And somebody might not believe that because of how much I've argued in the past. Like, I'm sure you would be like, yeah, okay. But I don't like it. I think you like to debate. I like to debate. Sure. I don't like to argue. But I don't even like to debate all that much. It just breaks out into a debate. Mm-hmm. But because sometimes it, it boggles my mind how people don't see certain things. Yeah, you, I, don't, I think like it, maybe you don't like to debate or argue, but you you hate agreeing to disagree even more. Yes. Okay. I think that I think yes. that kind of solves the equation there. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Anyway, look, man. That's uh, and it, we we've we. My son called me to mm-hmm. ask me why uh, the last episode was so long. Right. And I said that we were going to fly through this one. Yeah. I apparently. You said lied. 10 minutes. We're already about 34 minutes over that. Yeah. So. All right. So what, what do we usually start with? This week in murder. Florida Sheriff's deputy killed on duty in his last shift. Last sh- left 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 fifth. Let me let me start that over. This week murder. Whoa! Ow! That I hurt. Just broke your. I just broke the headset. Bam, 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 bam. Florida sheriff's deputy killed on duty in his last shift before retirement. Ooh, that stinks. In a sadder version of Danny Glover's character from Lethal Weapon, mm-hmm. Brian Levine, a fifty-year-old master corporal with the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office, was Hillsborough. Ki- Wasn't that from Scream? I don't know. Okay. Um, was killed the day before his retirement after 30 years serving in the department. Quote, <gasps> you can't imagine the heartache that the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office is experiencing right now. Said Deputy Dewey. No, County Sheriff Chad Cronister told the press. 
Uh, he, well, no, he's the sheriff, not the county sheriff, yeah. Um, at 3.42 in the afternoon of January 11th, Levine responded to a 911 call that a black male was throwing belongings out of an apartment window and door and had previously threatened to harm staff members at the building. Okay. The responding officers, Michael Dury Jr. and Adam Pouts, yep. were unable to calm the suspect, 28-year-old Travis Zachary Gabriel Garrett. Okay. By the way, when you get arrested for something, especially if you're like a serial killer, mm. they will use every single name you have. It won't be Travis Garrett. It'll be Travis Zachary Gabriel Garrett. Yeah. Well, they want Jingleheimer you to... Schmidt. Right. They they yeah, they want to Well, they wouldn't use all mine like my they should, you know they they should also use your like confirmation names and shit. Yeah, I'm guessing that's what Gabriel might be with it. Well, no, I don't know if he's Catholic, but no, because they it's that has nothing to do with legality. Right. So they wouldn't throw in his his confirmation name. Garrett struck one of the officers and was not subdued by two attempts to tase him. And Garrett then tried to escape the crime scene in his car with deputies Durg and Pouts giving chase. Mm. Garrett advanced to the nearby Brandon Parkway, where he crossed two lanes at a high rate of speed and intentionally crashed into Levine's marked police car. Do you have a confirmation name? Did you make your confirmation? I did not make I didn't even make communion. Oh. Really? Yeah. Wow. Slacker. I yeah. um that was actually confirmation was the last thing that I did. Uh yeah, after my dad died, my dad died when I was seven, we didn't really go to church a whole lot after that. Yeah. I like my mom always believed in God, but we didn't really go right. to church. I um I took the name Brennan. So I was John Thomas Brennan Riley. Mm-hmm. Um Brennan was a family name. Right. And um, so I would tell people that's my name, but legally it's not my name, you know, mm-hmm. like John Thomas Riley is. Right. Now I know. I know people that haven't heard previous episodes are like, but I thought your name is Jackson Wells. Yeah. Well, no, just today. Fourth. Just today. Yeah. yeah. Fourth wall being broke de- broken down. John Thomas Riley is my name. Go by Jack. Don't call me John. I'll spit it in your mother's face. Wow. Yeah. So while Garrett had no prior arrest record in Hillsborough County, he was previously Baker acted in Pasco County, Florida. Uh, and Baker Act, if you're not familiar, is a law in Florida and other states, too, that allows judges, doctors, law enforcement or mental health professionals to hold people with mental illness issues in a treatment facility for up to 72 hours. Yeah, uh, by the way. I think right here they call it like 302 or something. 30, yeah, three, yeah, something like that. Um, it was like some, it sounded like an area code, because I know 302 is the area code in Delaware. Yeah, I think it is some number like that. By the way, uh, going back to the John name, uh, and I'm asking you never to call me that, I because I know that, like, oh, well, I want to say it so you could threaten to spit in my mom's face i'm not i'm not obviously gonna spit in your mom's face because i would fucking get arrested for that and my mom doesn't have a face right anymore um she wrestled randy orton in an inferno match <laughs> why do you say that <laughs> i don't know <laughs> um that's because she's in a box she was cremated yes. she, was cre- she has passed away and she was cremated yeah. you never ever Visit your mom's box, do you? <laughs> that sounds really bad. Is this the last show? <laughs> you just said the words. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I go into my closet, but it, it's like I'm not that kind of like. You're not per- the kind of person. Yeah, I, like like. When so I, you rather your mom sit in the back of the closet? No, I, I should do dust. I should. <laughs> it doesn't matter at that point. 
It doesn't really matter at this point. <laughs> Mom, you gained a few pounds. <laughs> oh, fuck. No, I wish I should. I should get like a We're little. We're going bit. to hell. We're going to burn. It doesn't really exist. We're fine. It was a joke. We're get going. It, get it. We're going to burn. Yeah. We're going to burn it. Like, because we'll be cremated too. We're going to WandaVision. Yeah, we probably, yeah. <sighs> so anyway. Yeah, my mom always had a fear of um, being. She, she never. WandaVision. Have you watched that? I have. We talked about it earlier. No, we didn't because it's going to get cut out. Oh, WandaVision's getting cut out? There's a lot that I want you to cut well, out. Then I will give you the file and you can edit it yourself. No, 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 no. You just cut um, out. Just you can just select the whole lot and boop. So yeah, I did. So, so the way that the show starts is uh, me saying Wally West, and then something about this week murder, and then it get, we get right into uh, the show. Huh. Okay. Yeah. That's going to be an interesting edit. But all right, let's go. What are you talking about? Because we talk about how long the show was. No, we didn't talk about that at all. Oh. Okay. <laughs> No, we just jump right into this week of murder. Okay. Yeah. That's what happens there. So charges are pending. Charges are pending. Sheriff Chronister continued his statement by saying, quote, Master Corporal Brian Levine has been part of the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office since 1990. Mm. And he was just days away from retirement. Mm -hmm. We will never forget Master Corporal Levine for laying down his life in the line of duty or the response of his squad members who did everything they could to ensure the individual responsible for his death was apprehended. Mm. Okay. Next story. PA man bludgeons wife to death with fireplace poker. Daniel Barrett confronted his wife, Mary, with his suspicions that she was, quote, spending time with another man. Yeah. Hey, women, don't cheat. Women don't cheat for, for a variety of reasons. One, it's stupid, uh, and it's really hurtful. You could drive people crazy. It's it's selfish. It's fucked up. And two of their crazy ass fucking people out there that might snap. I men also don't cheat. You're right. They don't. For similar. No, no. I'm I'm instructing them to not cheat. Oh, um, people cheat. You're telling them to, or just saying no, that they people do, do not. People do cheat, but what? they should not. Oh, there you go. There. Uh, sure, sure. But I've you know what? I've never been cheated on by a man, so I don't know. I do know for a fact that women cheat, though. Uh, I know that for a fact by first hand accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I care. I care. My, my thing is, is I care more about, um, women cheating than men cheating. Like that doesn't, ca- I don't care about that issue that much mm-hmm. because I, I've never cheated and I've never had a man cheat on me, but I have had women cheat on me. So I care about that social issue. Right. You get, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know? how we get to pick and choose which social issues we like right? and which matter, you know, to us. Um, I'm not a fan of Miss Andry. I'm not a What fa- about Mr. Andry? No. Oh. Mm-mm. It's not a thing. Oh. Yeah. So Daniel Barrett confronted his wife, Mary, with his suspicions that he was, she was, quote, spending time with another man. Yeah. Mary Barrett confirmed her husband's suspicions and the argument ended with Mary dead and Daniel facing a criminal homicide charge. Wow. Daniel is said to have knocked Mary to the ground with a punch to the face. That should have been enough. And then used the fireplace poker to strike and stab at and kill her. That's a little overboard. He also stabbed her several times in the lower back with a knife. Ow. After the attack, during which Daniel claims to have blacked out, yeah. uh, he dragged Mary's body to the basement of the couple's restored colonial home in Plymouth, Pennsylvania, just outside of Wilkesbury. Yeah, so uh, don't punch. But I understand why you'd want to. 
I get it. I understand. Like that is so hurtful. It fucking destroys your fucking world. Uh, it's not just when, when you say like, well, just leave, just leave her. It's fucking, you've never been in that situation. And if you have been in that situation, you could just leave somebody doing that. Then you're, you, I don't feel that you actually have emotion. Not that I'm saying that you should punch a woman in the face or stab her with a poker. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to come out firmly against both of those things. I strongly oppose punching and stabbing people. How about, how about this? How about you strongly oppose stabbing with a poker? Yes. And oppose punching in the face. I'm going to stick with strongly. No. I'm, I'm no, very pacifistic. That's too... Yeah, I, I'm, I'm pacifistic. Right. Get it? I get it. That whole gag. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, I don't feel that bad for anybody that gets punched in the face. For cheating. I don't. Why should I? They cheated. Since when do you get to fucking think that a punch to the face is is worse than the, the pain of of being cheated on? One is illegal, one is not. Uh, well, well it, it should be illegal. Uh, and and I'm never going to fucking not think that. I'm, I'm going to think that if you cheat, you should be fucking locked up. It's... It's the fu- it's fucking disgusting. It's fucking disgusting. It's it's fucking seriously, you know how many people have taken their fucking lives? 16. I don't think so. I think oh. it's a lot more than that. 18. For- yeah. Okay. The murder happened on a Saturday. That Monday morning. Who's? Who's murder? Um Mary, Mary uh what's her last name? Barrett. <laughs> Mary Barrett. There we go. Uh, the murder happened on a Saturday. That Monday morning, Daniel Barrett went to Plymouth's police station and basically confessed to what he had done. Mm-hmm. Officer, officers accompanied Daniel back to the couple's home, where they followed the trail of Mary's blood to the basement and her body. Uh, neighbors of the Barretts were friendly with the couple, decorated their home in tribute, adorning it in black ribbons and American flags for the longtime Air Force veteran uh, Mary had, had served three tours of duty between Iraq and Afghanistan. Mm. Another neighbor, Bill Dixon, a Vietnam vet and local councilman, bonded with Mary over their war experience. Does it make, does it make you feel a little better now? Um, Knowing that she was a murderer of little brown innocent children? We don't know if she was actually flying the planes. Uh, she was there. Quote, she handled a lot of dead bodies. Yes, yeah, she, yeah, she did. Uh, not like that. Oh. Uh, Dixon told local newspaper The Citizen's Voice. I'm thinking she was like a medic or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had seen so much. She was able to talk to me because of the PS- PTSD. I was able to get help her because of what I experienced. When you get in a funk, it's always good to have other people to talk to who have been through it. And where was he? He was her neighbor. And he was a Vietnam vet? He was a Vietnam vet. Yeah, he vet. probably killed a lot of uh, Charlies. That is incredibly possible. Yeah. Right. Well, anyway, anyway, we're going to go to a break. We're going to take listen, a- listen, guys, I don't want you to think that I, uh, I I'm out here punching women. OK, I'm just saying I'm just saying y- you cheat, you know, uh, just anybody that fucking cheats. Like, because we see women fucking punch guys all the time. We need to make sure that that is seen equally as bad that I agree with. Yes, that I absolutely agree. And it's with. not. It's always men, and that comes from the right and the left. Mm-hmm. 
The hands. Yes. <laughs> um, I am a native Southpaw. It's it's Although because here here's why it comes from women because of course women want to be like oh we want to be the ones to punch not get punched back. Of course they want to, and then men because they don't think that they don't see women as equals, right? right. They think there there are certain men. They're like when you see when you see a man that you know is like a Trump supporter or something on the right, and he's like, a man should never, you know, put his hand on a woman. That's also because that guy thinks that you should be barefoot and, you know, pregnant pregnant and, and, yeah, in the kitchen. Making dinner. Yeah. Right. Literally, that's why he thinks that, because he thinks that you cannot do anything that he can do. He thinks you are lesser than. Yeah, 100%. Not that I'm saying, no, fight me. Um, But I'm just saying, I I think... That me punching a woman in the face should be equal to a woman punching me in the face. Doesn't matter if I'm, you know, as big as I am and they're fucking tiny. You punch me in my face, you punch me in my that should you should fucking go to if I'm gonna get arrested, you should get arrested. It should be equal. Yeah, and, and, and in the letter of the law it is, but obviously in the enforcement of the law and police deciding to make arrests and things like that, it's yeah, not. It's not. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think anybody, I'm just saying, you know, no, don't punch anybody. I'm tell, I'm saying don't punch anybody in the face, but if they do, I, I, could, I could see why when it comes to cheating on anybody, man or woman. I, I feel. What if you cheated cards? I think it's worse. You have like an ace up your sleeve. Yeah. Or a draw four up your sleeve if you're playing Uno. If you're cheating at Uno, come on. What about Crazy Eights? It's the same thing as Uno. Uh, <laughs> crazy Eights? It, it's very similar to Uno. I I just, I think that, I think that everybody has a thing to where it's just kind of like, eh, I'll turn my back. Like the death penalty. Mm -hmm. Like if there's a kid that gets fucking... Like, like that one, that one where the guy fucking raped and murdered the kid and then boiled his skull and then took the fucking skull to the, uh, to like a school. Do you remember this? No. Yeah. He took it to like a school and they were using it in like a play. Oh, wow. And, um, like Hamlet or something. They're using it like a Hamlet. Yeah. I think the worst people we've ever covered on here would probably be the Junko Furuta people. No, dude, and, this and is Albert Fish. No, this, this, this is fucking. This is something we've known about for for a long time, and because we've talked about this before, mm -hmm. where the guy, the guy's dad, was like waiting for him to get out, and then they kept just like not letting the dude out. Yeah, I, I know we've talked about this like off the air. Yeah, I don't know the exact case you're talking about. Right. Uh and then he just kept like waiting for the fucking right the the guy to get released because he's gonna kill him well i've always said like that 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 person wants me on the jury i've always said that person wants me on the jury yeah and right and that's what i'm saying is because that's that's essentially it's akin to you saying eh, kind of fucking turn my back a little bit that's how i feel when it's somebody that cheats and they punch somebody in my face in their, in their face um I don't feel that fucking bad. I'm going to be honest. If you cheat, man, woman, whatever the fuck, you cheat. I don't feel that bad if you get punched in the fucking face. I don't. I don't feel that bad. I just don't. Why should I? Why should I fucking feel bad? You cheated. 
you cheated on somebody. If you get punched in the face, hey, I'm not, I'm, you're, you'll never, ever find me fucking going, oh man, that's a shame that they got punched. Why'd they get punched? Because they fucking cheated. No, fuck you. Never. I'll never fucking ever. I'll never waver. I'm never going to fucking. There's a lot of other shit, you know? Like if it's like he got, he was mad at something that happened at work and, you know, she was being a smart ass to him or something. So he punched her in her face. Fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. fuck that dude. Um, And I'm, you know, I'm sure that there was a time that I would have fucking been like on his side for even that, you know, but you get older, you, you evolve, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, your, your, your thinking changes. Who knows? Maybe in 10 years I'll, I'll go. No, man, there's, there's, it's never acceptable to punch anybody, but I think what, what, what might change your mind is if for some reason your daughter is old enough to date and cheats on somebody and that person punches her in her face. No, that wouldn't change your mind. No. Okay. No, not now. Right. Not as it stands, but it might be time. It might just be my natural, like just the way but as it like now, right. if I found out that, you know, my, my, if I had a daughter that was 20 right. and she cheated and she got punched in her face, I would probably be like, you shouldn't have cheated. Okay. If I had a son that cheated on his fucking girlfriend and she punched him in the face, I would go, you shouldn't have cheated. Mm-hmm. Because the whole daughter thing doesn't mean anything to me as far as like, because people are like, well, if you had a daughter, like... You know, like, I don't want anything bad to happen to my kids, regardless of whatever. Like, I really don't. But I wouldn't, like. Like, it's 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 weird. I'm not. Again, I'm not because it sounds so like so wrong. I'm not saying I want somebody to punch her in her face. I'm just saying. So what, you don't want somebody to punch your daughter. I don't want anybody to punch anybody in the okay. face. But I'm saying if somebody did, I would never fucking lose sleep over it. Okay, not losing sleep if somebody punches his daughter in the face. Yeah, I won't lose sleep over it. <laughs> well, I mean, your daughter's probably the best equip up your kids to handle that situation, so you might be okay there. Are you saying she's the toughest one? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of raised them wrong. Yeah. <laughs> If that happens to your daughter, they better make it fucking count, is what I'm saying. They better make it count or be very fast. I I gotta stop fucking around, dude. Because I keep saying all this stupid shit right now. That if somebody's go like, what the fuck is he saying? I'm just fucking around. I'm just kidding, ladies. You know I love you. You're a character. I'm a character. If you haven't figured this the fuck out by now, you're fucking, you deserve to be punched in the face. I'm joking. I'm fucking kidding. And I can't, I can't keep it up anymore. Uh, maybe it's time for a break then. Okay. But no, oh, real quick, before we go to our break, mm-hmm. I was saying uh, to the kids the other day, uh, I was literally talking to my daughter about that. And I go, I think I raised you guys wrong because my, my sons are extremely like, especially my youngest one. Mm-hmm. He's very lovable very affectionate like wants to give hugs and all that stuff you know 
look, my my oldest son, I'm not trying to throw him under the bus. Um because well, he listens for one thing. <laughs> he's 13. You know, he's no. 13 now. But I I never want my kids to ever stop calling me daddy. You know, like I just don't. I don't want my kids to stop calling me daddy. I want them to be sweet kids, but but they're gonna grow up and they're not, you know, all the cuddling and all the affection is gonna go out the window at some point. And I said to my daughter, I go, fortunately, you'll probably still, you know, because daughters are different, like with their dad. They, the whole like, you know, calling them, calling your dad's daddy and stuff like that Mm -hmm. typically stops a little later. My youngest son, super, super affectionate, sweet kid. My oldest boy is a sweet boy. He really is. He could be a little bit of a dick, but he's a sweet kid. My daughter's the same way. She could be sweet, but she's a little asshole. But the thing is, is she literally is the toughest out of the three of them. (laughs) She's the toughest. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I think that I gave the boys too much affection. You like overcorrected? I think I did. And then with her, I taught her a little bit too much how to like not take shit from any fucking body. Right. Like to the point to where she even starts getting like mouthy with me. And I'm like, the fuck are you talking to? Right. (laughs) Like, yo, what, what I'm saying, you know, don't take shit. I mean, them. Right. You know, like, not me. But, uh, and then you punch her in the face. No, I don't punch oh. her. Because she would fuck me up. <laughs> I don't I don't have the stamina for that. <laughs> That's right. I think we cut that part out. Oh. Yeah. I don't have the stamina. Okay. All right, break time. Break time. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Jackson Wells. You know me for murder, my dude. But you may not know that I have a new nostalgia podcast. Talking Back is my new podcast where I'll talk about everything from bikes to trains to, well, you get it. We're going to be talking classic toys, cartoons, wrestling, games, and more. And it's not just me. I'll have a new guest on each week to reminisce about their childhood favorites. Make sure to visit ProjectHumanoid.com to figure out more about guests, the premiere date, and other information. And follow Talking Back Pod on Instagram as well. That's T-A-L-K-I-N-B-A-C-K-P-O-D on Instagram. Hi, this is Anthony from the IWEP Network. We're a collection of weekly podcasts that vary in all different types of topics. We can be found on all social media, as well as any podcast or music app that you may use, as well as YouTube. We go live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch every Friday and Sunday. Here's a lineup of our five shows that you may be interested in. Interviews with Everyday People. Interviews and conversations on a positive note and just getting to know each other. Everyone has a story. Banging Beers podcast, beer reviews, hanging out with some friends, and much more. Truth behind illusion. Are you into ghosts, monsters, conspiracy theories, and more? Then this show will be for you. Tornado Tag Podcast. Pro wrestling stories, news, and show reviews. We love supporting indie wrestling, so come check us out. Not Cool in High School Podcast. A pop culture show where we cover movies, television, comic books, and video games. A weekly topic. So come hang out with us. We would love to hear from you. Follow us on all social media, and we'll see you soon. Swammo. So everyone knows Jack the Ripper. Most famous serial killer in history. Such a big deal. We devoted our 50th episode to him and everything. Far less famous, but likely with a bigger body count, is New York City's, well, Long Island and and New York City's, Joel the Ripper. Yeah, not as catchy or cool. No, no, it's not. Uh, Joel David Rifkin was born on January 20th, 1959, meaning that when this episode airs, he'll have uh, just celebrated his 62nd birthday. 
in between us taping it and it going out to the masses, he will turn 62 years old. Yeah. Yeah. My mom uh, just turned 63. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's and, funny. She was born uh, January 1958. Yeah. And she had a friend with the last name Rifkin. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. and obviously January 25th is the day that like presidents always get sworn in. We were talking about that a little bit earlier, mostly last week. Um, so yeah, I mean, this was, this would have been two years before JFK was sworn in that Joel Rickman was born two years to the day. Cause he had 59 Eisenhower was still president. And so, yeah, uh, uh, he just celebrated the 62nd birthday as much as one can celebrate in prison. I, I guess it's a little bit of a spoiler, but Joel Rifkin is currently imprisoned. Joel's birth parents. Yeah. And he'll be getting out any day, right? No, no. Oh no, oh, no, no. Maybe next year. No. Maybe a hundred years from now, he'll he'll be dead by then. Two hundred years from now, he'll he'll still be dead. Hmm. He'll he'll be he'll he will die if in he prison. could somehow live forever. Uh well he he could have a life sentence. I guess he'll be up for parole eventually. Spoiler: uh, I think he got like two or three hundred years. Yeah, it's it's between two and three hundred years. Yes, things like two hundred. We'll get to the exact date later on. Uh, it's in the it's in the uh, later portion of this. Joel's birth parents were young college co-eds who didn't feel they were ready to raise a child, so they gave their children their child up for adoption. Joel was adopted by Bernard and Jean Rifkin, an architect and an art teacher, respectively. The adoption was arranged by a local group specializing in, specializing in matching Jewish babies that are up for adoption with Jewish parents. And with that, Jean was converted, Jean had converted to Judaism, and Benjamin Rifkin had been or Bernard Rifkin, rather, had been a uh, born Jewish. The Rifkins moved briefly from their leased apartment in the Bronx to Rockland County, New York, where uh, Joel grew up for the first few years of his life, and he called that time, the, which is the earliest time he could remember. So, in the, you said it that way because I lived there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he for, called... For a few years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is all Joel Rifkin lived there, too. He called the time, uh, the earliest the time he could remember, the happiest of his life. The family lived on a half acre of land at this point, because I guess now like it's more of an upper class suburb because there's a lot of professionals who work in New York City but don't want to live in the city, so they live out um, just outside the city. Back when he lived there, it was a lot more rural because there wasn't as much money in New York overall. So it was a lot more rural, like almost farmland and stuff like that. But now, yeah, it's very much more built up, even though there is a lot of open spaces and countryside. It, it, it was a lot more like that back then. And Joel lived, and his family lived on a half acre of land. He loved playing with frogs and newts in the nearby woods and ponds. And around this time, the Rifkins adopted another baby from different parents, a girl named Jan. And around the time that Jan is still fairly young and Joel is about to start school, they relocated to Long Island after uh, after Bernard Rifkin took a new job with an architecture, a different architecture firm. And the family wound up spending uh, or settling into East Meadow, Hempstead, Long Island. So they moved from Rockland County to Long Island, which is kind of the other side of New York. And a lot more, I guess you would say like blue collar. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's a good way to put it. And that's where Joel spent the rest of his childhood. Because of Joel's January birthday, he just missed a cutoff date for school and wound up being much older than the other kids. And he also wound up being hampered by several problems that prevented them from adjusting well. He was clumsy and a very poor athlete, something that caused a slight disconnect between Joel and his fathers. Bernard Rifkin was a stellar athlete who tried hard to get his son involved in sports. Joel also suffered from dyslexia, 
even though I didn't know it, it didn't actually get diagnosed until, excuse me, it didn't get diagnosed until he was in his mid-twenties, I believe, and he had a bad stutter as well. His mind wandered very easily, he had a lot of trouble following directions, even simple things, and he was relentlessly bullied from a very young age, once he hit school age. Despite being of above-average intelligence, his IQ was 129. Uh, many who saw Joel at first thought he was mentally impaired because of all these problems, social awkwardness, and uh, just basically uh, not being able to acclimate really into that setting. Several psychiatrists who have examined Joel later in life placed him on the autism spectrum. And before this, now it's like no longer a diagnosis. I think specifically, they said that he likely had Asperger's syndrome. But now it's just a, a, one of the parts on the autism spectrum. So it's considered on the spectrum now. And one of the things, uh, one of the sources I took from a lot of the uh, stuff we prepped for this was a book called From the Mouth of the Monster. And it was written by a guy named Robert Mladenich, who was a college uh, classmate of Joel's. And later, he was an NYPD cop. And they were, I think, because Joel took journalism classes. So this guy, this guy worked for like a boxing newspaper. And so he did an interview with Joel's mother. And in that, in that interview, Joel's mother describes her son as a child in this way. Quote, he never seemed to be aware that people were angry or annoyed with him. He'd do anything for attention, even if it was negative attention. So, basically, those are things that definitely correlate to the autism spectrum, especially not being aware that people are angry or annoyed with you, not being able to read facial cues and things like that. Uh, one thing Joel did love, however, though, was nature. And that branched out into a love of photography. He would collect rocks and fossils and things like that. And he just loved being outdoors. It seems like maybe he would have had an easier life if he didn't live around New York City. Just because this is the one of the most densely populated parts of the parts of the country, where he loved loved being like out in in more more remote area. Even though Rockland County is very close by, he seemed to be more happy in that or happier, I guess you could say, in that environment. Uh, and though he wasn't a good student, Joel did go on to Nassau County Community College, but he didn't finish a degree. He dropped out after completing a single class. As he got older, Joel also became more and more frustrated sexually. His lack of experience with women led to a lifelong penchant for visiting prostitutes. He preferred petite women and would usually pick them up and complete the act in his mom's Toyota. And it was a way for him to satisfy his urges without ever having to worry about being rejected. He had an intense fear of rejection. And after the disaster that was his one class at community college, Joel tried school again a little farther from home at SUNY Brockport. SUNY is State University of New York, and there's a lot of them all over the state. And Brockport is 20 miles west of Rochester. So now you're talking about very far away from, from New York City. Rochester is more toward the like north-central, northeast part of the state, very much where they get a lot of snow, closer to like Buffalo and places like that. And Joel did fare better in Rockport than he did in Nassau County. He was in the photography club. He was part of the school newspaper. He even very briefly had a girlfriend that he lived with, but it didn't last long. Uh, his girlfriend and him, kind of the relationship soured because Joel was very lethargic and listless. He didn't really want to do anything. He just kind of laid around. He didn't clean up after himself. And his sexual experiences were solely, up to this point, visiting prostitutes, which trained him to divorce sex from romance. So eventually his girlfriend was dissatisfied with that side of the relationship as well. And shortly after they broke up, Joel dropped out of SUNY Brockport 
And he spent most of the 80s just kind of drifting around. He was usually living at home, not really doing anything. And what little money he made here and there, he would spend on prostitutes, essentially. As Joel progressed into his mid-twenties with no real future prospects, he began to butt heads more with his father. Eventually, Bernard Rifkin was dis- diagnosed with prostate cancer, and on February 20th, 1987, so that's one month to the day after Joel's 28th birthday, uh, rather than waste away from the disease, Bernard Rifkin killed himself. Soon after, uh, Joel developed a little bit of a career, and he got into landscaping. He pursued a career in the field. He completed the program at SUNY Farmingdale, which is a lot closer to Long Island. Joel's mother uh, supported him and even bought him an old trailer and a 1978 Chevy van that he used for his business. Uh, Joel had a little bit of early success, but then he lost his passion after a while. One thing Joel never, ever lost his passion for, though, were the prostitutes. Uh, That he was always kind of really into. And like so many murders before him, he wound up wanting something considerably more brutal than sex at some point. Of course he did. This isn't mental illness, my dude. Uh, maybe some of the parts where we just talk among them themselves, but this part is more about the murder. This is where the murder comes in. Um, fantasy had been the realm uh, where Joel's more serious crimes had taken place for nearly 20 years, because as far back as the early 1970s, when Joel was around 12 or 13 years old, he fantasized about having his way with and killing women. Joel grew fascinated with the 1972 film Frenzy, which was the penultimate, the next-to-last movie uh, from legendary director and Murder My Dude feature at one point, Alfred Hitchcock. Frenzy was a whodunit centered around a serial killer that was terrorizing London by raping women and strangling them with neckties. So because of this movie, Joel... In WWE, they would get fired. Yeah. Well, the rape would probably get them fired for one thing. Eh, not for JBL. Raping women. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, yeah, the necktie thing. And things. again, probably not. It's WWE. Yeah. It, it's funny. We we're talking about... Uh, <coughs> uh, I don't know if we talked about this earlier or not, but we... There's these new Wrestling Challenge episodes. It was like an old WWF... Oh, wrestling talk. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. And so, yeah, Wrestling Challenge was this old TV show that was on in the 80s and not early 90s. Which was just one of the, it always came on Saturday mornings. I remember that. It came on like Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock. I think on uh, Channel 29, the Fox affiliate in Philly. And the uh, the WWE Network, their streaming service, had just uploaded the first dozen or so episodes of Wrestling Challenge. And one of the referees on the show, they always talk about how this referee they have now is the first female referee in WWE. Not true. There's a female referee on these episodes of Wrestling Challenge. Her name was Rita Marie. Her real name was Rita Chatterton. And she, I believe, was Vince McMahon's secretary. And apparently had a thing. They had a little dalliance. And he, she accused him of uh, forcing himself on her in his limousine. So yeah, maybe that wouldn't be a fireable offense in WWE. Definitely not if you're the boss, if you, if you believe her story. Uh, that has nothing to do with uh, with, with Joel Rickman. It's neither here nor there. It's there. It's definitely there. Back in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's go back to uh, Joel the Ripper. So Joel the Ripper is uh, obsessed with the idea of strangling women now. Yeah. But and like I said, if it, was for, if it was with a necktie, you could fire. Yeah. Like they did with Daniel Bryan. Yeah, but they brought him back. Yeah. Okay. And then they fired the guy who strangled. Okay. Uh, so in March of 1989, the severed head of a woman 
was found on the seventh hole of a golf course in Hopewell, New Jersey. It would take 14 years to identify the head as belonging to Heidi Balk, a 25-year-old prostitute living in New York City at the time, using the name Susie at the time of her disappearance. That was the name she would give people on the street. Susie. Uh, Susie was a drug addict as well, suffering from horrible tremors and symptoms similar, similar to Parkinson's disease. And it's believed she was suffering from a severe, long-developed case of HIV as well. Like, they tested the blood they found on the severed head, and they saw, saw, found it was HIV positive. Yeah. And Joel had moved back to uh, live with his mother at this point. He was he was living at home. And he brought Susie back to his Long Island home. His mother was uh, away in Colorado at this point. Colorado, sorry. Colorado. Uh, Joel and Susie had sex. And so I don't know if Joel Rifkin's HIV positive or not. He is. Okay. Uh, and Susie went to sleep while Joel watched MTV. When Susie woke up, they had something to eat, and she wanted drugs after that. So uh, Joel had bought drugs for prostitutes before, but he'd always bought drugs in New York City, not closer to home. He didn't like doing a lot of the... He would always bring like prostitutes back to the house, but he didn't like picking up prostitutes around his house or around his neighborhood, and he didn't like buying drugs around there. He wanted to go in the city to do that. And so something clicked in Joel's head... And he decided this is the time I'm going to make these fantasies I've had in my head since I was a kid a reality. So Joel grabbed an old howitzer shell he had recently purchased at a military flea market. And he repeatedly hit Susie in the head with the howitzer shell. He estimated that it weighed about probably uh, 10 or 12 pounds, the shell. And that killed her. Or so he thought. While Joel was panicking... Uh, the visions of the pol of police bursting through the door at any second were dancing through his head. He was, you know, paranoid and anxious and things like that. Uh, Susie popped up and fought Joel with the strength one can only muster when they're fighting for their life. Susie bit Joel's finger almost to the bone, but he was able to overpower, pin her against a piece of furniture and strangle her, killing her uh, for good this time. Terrified that he would get caught, Joel cut Susie's body in the pieces with an X-Acto knife. He then placed And then her... she jumped back up. No, no, oh. she's very much dead at this point. Oh. He then placed her dismembered body in two 33-gallon garbage bags. He pulled out all of her teeth. He cut off her head. But he didn't pull out all the stops. No. And he placed her head in a pink can. The bags with Susie's lower body were thrown into a remote stretch of New Jersey woodland. And the other bag was with her torso and arms was chucked into the East River. And the head, he threw it in the woods, but then the rain came through. And it made the head wash up on the seventh hole of from, this golf course. From what I read, uh, her legs, I think, I think it was her. If it wasn't her, then it was somebody else. You, you might, be able, might be able to correct me here. Mm -hmm. Was uh, dumped in Lake Hapakon. Hapopka. I think that might have been a different Was victim. that a different one? Yeah, I, I don't have that. That's not exactly in here. Okay. Because he did have a, several a victims. Yeah, yeah. He, that, he would use a lot of different lakes. He would use the Long Island Sound, I think. But yeah, he, he would use a lot of different uh, bodies of water to dispose of his victims. But after this, when after he killed Susie, Joel vowed to himself that he would never do it again. He he was I I you know he was terrified of getting caught. He was like, uh, you know, just, what have I done? And uh, not 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 so much remorse. I think it was more the fear of getting caught, and the uh, that was just like a big thing for him. And that's typical with serial killers. There's there's the cooling off period. That's one of the hallmarks of a serial killer. And what makes them different from, like, a spree killer is that they do it, and then they're like, I can't do this again. And so he did that, uh, but the urge to kill returned. 
Uh, one thing that never, never really went away was the prostitute thing. Uh, he was still visiting prostitutes all the time, uh, to the point where it was kind of overtaking his life. Like, he, any money he had went right to that, and just nonstop with, with, with visiting prostitutes. But he didn't kill again for about another year and a half. In 1990, Joel was spending time with another prostitute, Julie Blackbird, and went to the ATM to pull out extra money like he had promised her because I guess he was like, spend some more time with me and I'll, I'll go get you more money. And so he goes to the ATM to pull out the extra funds he had promised and he gets the uh, insufficient funds message. So back in 1990, I guess this might have been an actual Mac machine because that was always the big thing. It was always, we always say tap Mac because most of the ATMs was like a brand were uh, Mac machines. Right. Now you never see them. Uh, so the ATM says Joel has no money, and so he tells Julie uh, to go back to his house. Did he tell her to fly? No. Even though her name is Blackbird, he did not tell her to fly. Hmm. So so they're back at the house. Joel's mom's in Colorado again. Singing in the dead of night? Maybe. And so they're they're sitting around waiting for the bank to open, and it's about two hours, because it's the middle of the night. It's about two hours until the bank opens. Somewhere before then, Joel finally succumbs to the urge to kill again that he'd been fighting back for a year and a half. And it seems like most of his murders weren't exactly premeditated. It's just that he's with a prostitute and something snaps. He's like, I gotta kill this one. Yeah, he was waiting for the moment to arise. Yes. Um, so with this, Gene Rifkin had been taking up woodworking as a, as a hobby. And Joel found a some kind of piece of wood. It might have been a table leg, just a piece of scrap wood. He didn't really recall what it was. Yeah. He thought it might have been a sawed-off baseball bat. Handled a pump? Maybe. A sawed-off shotgun. No. No, I don't think it was that. And he beats Julie to death with this piece of wood. Like, were her eyes sunken? I don't think so. Does she have sunken eyes? I don't know. Lyrics from Blackbird. Oh, oh Okay. So overwhelmed with paranoia over being caught, Joel again took apart the body. This time, he took an extra step. He encased uh, Julie's limbs in cement. He had bought some quick-dry cement from Home Depot, and he, uh, he encased her limbs in cement. And whatever he did, he did it right. Julie Blackbird's body was never found. Mm. Never, some of these bodies were never found. Um, from that point until the summer of 1993, Joel Rifkin killed 15 more prostitutes, according to his confession. Uh, but he was, I think they only found nine of them because, he, spoiler, he was found guilty of nine murder charges. Yeah. So the final victim would yeah. actually wind up being the one that caused his downfall. Downfall. In the wee hours of the morning on June 24th, 1993. Do you think he will wee? No. Hmm. Joel picked up 22-year-old Tiffany Bresciani, a prostitute and the girlfriend of David Rubenstein, who was also known as Dave Insurgent. He was the lead singer of the punk band Reagan Youth. Okay. And that band had broken up at this point, because they broke up around 1990, and Rubenstein had fallen deep into heroin addiction, as had Tiffany. Uh, and she turned to prostitution to help bankroll their, their drug habit. Before being picked up by Joel, Tiffany told David that she'd be back in 20 minutes, and when she was gone far, far longer than that, David called the police and gave them a description of Joel's mother's Toyota, which is what he'd been driving when he picked Julie or Tiffany up. Joel and Tiffany then traveled to the parking lot of the New York Post building, and after agreeing to $20 for sex, Joel had some issues performing, and he also said he was thrown off by someone that was walking behind the car in the parking lot. Rifkin later told Robert Mladenich, quote, We were getting ready for sex. She was scrunched down and I was taking my pants off or whatever. 
just about to start and a van parks next to us and a guy gets out and walks behind the car. I thought he walked off, so I grabbed the neck, strangler, you know. She's struggling a bit. We're doing whatever back in the backseat of the car. And I look up just after she passes out and the guy is standing three, three, three feet from the car doing Tai Chi. So literally he's killing this girl and three feet away outside the car, a guy's doing Tai Chi. But I guess he was facing away because it was like by like the river or something or just by nature, as much nature as there is in New York City. So he, the guy didn't notice that, uh, that there was a murder going on three feet away from him. But they always say like in New York, I don't know how true this is. They always say like in Manhattan, you're no more, you're almost always no more than things like five feet from a rat at all times. And I guess maybe it's you're no more than three feet from a murder at all times, too. Or at least one time if you're doing Tai Chi. Yeah, one time. Yeah. If you're doing Tai Chi in a park. Who does Tai Chi in a fucking parking lot? God, that sounds Mr. Miyagi. Apparently this guy. I've seen people do Tai Chi around here. There's an older Asian couple around here. And uh, when my dog was younger and walked better, I would walk him to this park we have uh, not too far away from here. Beautiful park. It is. And uh, one time. It's called Yingling Gardens. And there was this, uh, one or two times there was this older Asian couple that was doing Tai Chi. And I'm like, that's so awesome. I would love to do Tai Chi in a park. Do it. Do, do it. Do it. <laughs> All right, Scotty. Do it, Captain. Listen, what's stopping you from doing it? Uh, I don't know. Other than the fact that you don't know how to do it. Yes. And, but, uh, but even if you didn't know how to do it. Would I, you... I, I would do it in the privacy of my own home. Why? Why? I don't like doing things in public. Why? I don't like making a spectacle of myself. Why? I don't know. Do it anyway. You got to learn. You got to learn how to ask people for things. Mm-hmm. You got to humble yourself. This is why monks. That's what they do. They they uh, like to put themselves through these things where you have to um, basically ask people for shit. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to learn how to hump. Uh, be humble. <laughs> you got to learn how to hump. You got to learn how to hump and humble. Hump and humble. The old country way. Yeah. Iron chic. You yeah. Break their back. Yeah. Fuck their ass and make them humble. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just saying. Are you saying I should do that to the old Asian couple? Because I haven't seen them in a while. Maybe uh, Joel got to them. Oh, no. Yeah. Joel the Ripper. Joel had a type. No, Joel had a... Well, first of all, Joel's in prison. And he would like... He liked younger, uh, more petite girls. That was his, his big thing. Okay. So um, he didn't get caught. He didn't get caught. Uh, Joel he thought he was going to get caught even after he got out of the parking lot. Because he drove back to Long Island and he went along the Long Island Expressway. And there's a lot of buses. There's a lot of tractor trailers. Things where like people are sitting high while they're driving. And he was afraid because in the backseat of his car, in pretty much full view, uh, there's a dead naked woman. And so he's worried that that they're going to notice that. Have you ever seen anything like like weird driving down the street no, like, like a that? dead naked woman? No. No. I think the weirdest thing I ever saw, and it's not even that weird, I remember going to a... Um, going Me to driving or, or something driving by? Something driving by. Something driving by. Mm, I think no. the weirdest thing you ever saw was the honky-tonk man, and he ignored you. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Uh, no, but that was me driving as well. Uh, me driving a decapitated body. I told you about that. Did we talk about that on here? Really? No. Yeah, you know that. Oh, you were driving by like a car accident, right? No. Oh. Oh, no, no, no. That happened too. Uh, no, like I was going to South Philly from from Collingdale. Mm-hmm. We were going to South Philly for something, maybe like to visit my grandma or some shit or my grandpa. Um, I don't know what we were going into the city for, but as we were driving and um, 
as we're, I don't, I don't even know how far away from uh, from the exit ramp we were, but on the other side, uh, so when the traffic's you know going the other way on the highway, uh, just right off the um, the on ramp, like coming onto the highway, mm-hmm. there was a, a body laying there. Oh wow! And yeah, decapitated body. Holy shit! And so, just because we're morbid fucks, we're like, we gotta fucking see this. So, we get off the highway, right? Because mm-hmm. in I-95 runs through Philly, like, right off of the main yeah. street between... Front- Basically encircles the city. Yeah, but it's, like, right off of, uh, in between, so Front Street and, at the time, uh, Delaware Avenue, which is now Columbus Boulevard. So... We get off of 95. We go around, go a few blocks down to get back onto the on-ramp. Right. So we can fucking see this body. Because it's clear it's just a fucking decapitated body. Yeah. And by the time we get off the, the, um, the highway and get back on it, they already have a white sheet over... Oh, wow. Yeah. And, um... And come to find out, it was actually a guy from Sharon Hill. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was like a, in his 20s. I guess he uh, he was on his motorcycle, and he came on, the on, you know, went up the on-ramp, got on the 95 and tried to cut off a tractor trailer, oh, geez. slid under it, and it fucking took his head off. Oh, wow. Um, my- and then, yeah, God, I don't know, that was mid-90s. And then another time, me and my dad were coming back from Philly, and I, this is around New Year's of what whatever year it was 99 maybe um and uh there's a really bad like just all these cars and there were all these fucking dead bodies laying all over the oh geez all over the ground all these dead fucking bodies that were ejected from the car and then they had like jaws of life and they were trying to get people out of this one car but there were all these teenage kids damn like girls boys fucking just all over the place oh wow it was fucking disgusting yeah um they were the only times i think that i saw like dead bodies that weren't in caskets like right. live mm-hmm. yeah so uh that th- that's driving by like right. nothing weird drove by me like yeah i think i saw the uh fucking wiener mobile <laughs> when i was a kid i uh i remember one time i was going to a, a high school basketball game i was doing like pictures for the school newspaper and we were going to a basketball game. And we look over. I think we're on the PA Turnpike. And we look over and somebody is giving... The passenger is giving the driver um, oh, head, I guess yeah, you could say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why yeah. didn't you just say head? Roadhead. Why'd yeah. you fucking have to yell it like that? Why You got a little weird. I, know, I was trying uh, to put, put a little flourish on it. I think your fucking tism's acting up. Oh. Are you in a spectrum? I don't know. Are you oh. in a civic center? No, not mm. right now. Um... Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, I've seen people get head before. That just yeah. that stuff doesn't phase me. I don't. I don't, look, I don't look at that as being weird or anything. And, and I remember the one thing that was, was like the damnedest thing. I remember one time we were going up to New York. It was around the time we moved up that way up to like North Jersey. We we're going like New York or North Jersey. And this is around the time there was that. And you'll remember this. You were in the car with this for the one thing. There was that racehorse Barbaro. They wound up like getting sick and wound up to have them be euthanized. Mm, wow, I haven't heard that name in forever. Yeah, I think the, I think the horse won like the Kentucky Derby or something like that, and then they uh, then something happened with it and they had to euthanize it. I remember we were driving on um, 
we would usually take what the Walt Whitman Bridge. No, the uh, for where to go where to go to North Jersey. We no, would go definitely the, not Walt Whitman. No, no, it's not not Ben Franklin. What's that other one? There's the um, no, it was the Walt Whitman, wasn't it? Because it wasn't the Commodore Barry. It wasn't the. Maybe. I think it was the Walt Whitman. Yeah. Well, there's another one to, of with a fucking female name. Betsy Ross. Yeah, there's a Betsy Ross. Okay, it was one of those bridges. I think it was Walt Whitman. No, Walt Whitman would have been down further. Why would we have gone across the Walt Whitman? I don't know. Now, whatever, whatever bridge it was. Mm-hmm. We're on this bridge going into Jersey, and we see this car, and the car says, uh, and back is written in like white paint or something like that, we love you, Barbaro. I remember we were th- all thinking like, that was weird. It was like, give me and uh, two of our friends, and we were like, that was weird. And I remember a few weeks later, I'm walking to work. Uh, I'm walking to work down the street that we lived on at the time. And the car drove by. The We Love You Barbaro car drove by. It was like, wow, small world. So anyway, uh, never saw anything like Joel Rifkin had here. And so Joel wasn't caught. Nobody nobody, nobody noticed the, the dead naked woman in the back of his car. Uh, but four days later... No, now, now, now I want to fucking know what Bridget was. Okay. Who was with us? Uh, two of our friends, uh, M- Scott and uh, Mike. I'm 90% sure it was a Walt Whitman. I was getting okay. confused with Commodore Barry. I'm 90% okay, sure well, it was Commodore Barry, definitely. Let's rule that out because yeah, that's it's way farther south. That's further south than us. Yeah. Walt Whitman is like the first one. Yeah. Probably then. And, and this is because we would hit Walt Whitman and then it would get in this order. It would be Walt Whitman. Mm-hmm. It would be... Um, What's the one at uh, Dave? Uh, oh, the Ben, the ben Franklin, Franklin Bridge. Yeah, which pe- is the biggest bridge. Yeah, the one where like. people get out of their cars and start screaming. <laughs> Fucking Dave. <laughs> uh, and then it would be Betsy Ross. And Betsy Ross right. is up by, like, Tycone Palmyra Bridge. Like, up yeah. the, you know, going towards that Bridesburg. Mm-hmm. Like, North. Yeah. So you're right. It probably is Walt Whitman because there would be no. Re- I'm thinking, I'm like, why would we go up that far to then get on you know, to go north, we probably just, it's, what are we going to do? Sightsee Philly? Right, yeah. yeah. So it probably was Walt Whitman. Yeah. yeah it makes sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we solved that mystery. And we rewrote We history. were building a mystery. And we were holding on and holding and Holding what? I don't know. Yeah, you're working, building a mystery. So anyway. <laughs> choosing so carefully. You got enough Sarah McLaughlin out? You got it out of your system song. now? I love that song. I may not know all the fucking lyrics, but tell me that wasn't a great fucking song. Yeah, it was a good song. I enjoyed that song. It was a great fucking song. So, so four days after he, he kills Tiffany, he's trying to dispose of her corpse now. So he loads up her body into, a tr- into his truck, and he's driving on the Southern State Parkway, which is another roadway on Long Island. On Long Island, as they would say there. And Joel tried his best to drive cautiously and not drive draw attention to himself. However, police tried to pull him over because his 1984 Mazda pickup truck did not have a rear license plate. So they turned on their flashers, even like on the horn, like tell him to pull over. And he's not pulling over because he knows he's got a dead body in the, in the back of the truck. Uh, a chase ensued, first low speed and then higher speed. And it ended when Joel lost control of his truck and hit a utility pole. Police came over to uh, arrest him. And they noticed a very foul smell coming from the back of the truck. And so they lift up the tarp in the cab of the truck and they find Tiffany's 
body, which is now four days old. It hasn't been preserved at all. It's not in the best of states. So that's when they arrest Joel Rifkin. Two days after his girlfriend's body was found, David Rubenstein's mother, talk about a bad run of luck. Uh, his mother was killed in a freak car accident. His dad accidentally ran over his mom. So just a few days after that, on July 3rd, 1993, a grief-stricken Rubenstein died of an intentional heroin overdose. And once caught, Joel Rifkin cooperated fully. He confessed to all the killings. He was eventually indicted on and convicted of nine counts of second-degree murder. And what year was that with Rubenstein? 93? 93. And See, it says uh, heroin, yeah, but it was suicide. Yeah, it was suicide by heroin overdose. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, not like people it was think. A, I, don't, I don't know if he wrote a note or anything, but people think he did. Yeah, I was reading his Wikipedia and it said uh, suicide. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's funny because the the one we we're talking about HIV and then I my because my uncle died ninety five. I think ninety two or ninety three is when he contracted HIV. Oh wow! And he died of uh, AIDS um, like two years late, like two or three years later. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that has to do. Early 90s, uh, AIDS, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, Pedro Zamora. It was, AIDS was very much in the social conscience. Arthur Ashe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In a way, it's not now. Yeah. Like Magic D Johnson. Dude, like, fucking no. It's like you never hear about AIDS anymore. Yeah, because they, they can basically treat it now. That's so, crazy. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. So, um, Joel was convicted of nine counts of second degree murder. And we kind of teased us earlier, he was sentenced to 203 years to life in prison. So yeah, around, what, the year 2180, you might be able to get it. 2180. So while the case isn't incredibly famous now, mm -hmm. it did get a lot of attention at the time, especially in and around New York City. And in the fall of 1993, one of the biggest shows on TV at this time is Seinfeld. And they aired an episode called The Masseuse. And, okay, I remember that one. Yeah. And one of the subplots of this, yeah, uh, it's actually the the the, uh, the the masseuse in the title is the actress Jennifer Coolidge. She was like Stifler's mom yes, in American Pie. Yes, yes, yes. yes and yes, she's yes, a masseuse yes. that's dating Jerry, and Jerry gets pissed off because she won't give him a massage. And that that's like her uh, her plot. That's the that's like the a plot of the story. But one of the secondary plots is that uh, Elaine is dating a guy, and the guy's name is Joel Rifkin. And anytime they say his name in public, everybody looks like, ooh. See, that's fucking comedy. That's yeah. comedy. Now, now here, 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 listen, listen, I know. You're like, here, this is where, this is where you go, oh boy, here we go. I'm just, I, I, I'm just putting you a seatbelt on for so completely separate reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Why well, have a seatbelt in a chair? Yeah. Stationary, I don't know. In, in a bedroom, yeah. yeah. Um, no, but, but this is, t tell me, tell, tell me that I'm wrong. Okay. Tell me that I'm fucking wrong. You're fucking wrong. No, I'm not wrong. Oh. This is where people today would fucking cry, especially if it's a um, certain sex around a certain age. That's all I'll say. Okay. 78-year-old men. No. Oh. I'm, I'm watching a... I'm watching an SNL clip earlier on, on Facebook... Somebody put, and then of course you're going to see like, oh, snowflakes today would whine. This is why I don't look in the comments. Right, section. I know, I know. But the, the thing worst is, of the worst. But the thing is, is that it was a funny clip, and it was, I guess, it was like Sharon Stone. Sh she guest stars on SNL, mm -hmm. 
And it's like Dana Carvey and a couple other people. Well, that would be around the time Sharon Stone was relevant, yes. And um, she's uh, basically going through the metal detector and it keeps beeping. Mm-hmm. And they're like, basically, you have to keep taking off an article of clothing. Right, and they wander yeah. down. And the whole thing is it's like, well, you're going to have to take off your shirt, you know? And then something happens and they all get called away. And she's like standing there basically in her like bra and everything. And then people walk through and you find out that anybody that walks through, it just beeps. Right. And that's the, the gag is, is that these were like sexist airport security people just want to get her naked. Right. That's the joke. Right. Right. And there was this girl who's in her clearly in her Mm twenties and she's like, I didn't find this one bit funny. This actually, it was gut wrenching. It, it, it was hard to watch like blah, 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 blah. And then somebody else wrote, it was like, um, Sharon stone, like this is demeaning. And she looked uncomfortable. It was like, Hey, Sharon stone, huh? (laughs) She spread her legs. Well, no, she uncrossed them. She spread her legs and showed her vagina to the world. I don't think she really objected to showing herself in a bra on SNL or she could have said no. Right. You know, people get to say no. Right. Right, Especially if you're the host of Saturday Night Live. (laughs) You get Um, to say, hey, I don't want to do that. Right. I I think she may have seemed uncomfortable because (laughs) in this situation, she didn't seem uncomfortable. By the way, I was going to say she might be acting, but right, 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 right. right. She might be an actor. I mean, okay. Okay. So fair enough. Right. Because if you're playing that character, the character in that situation would probably be uncomfortable. Right. You wouldn't be happy about it. Right. But I'm saying like, obviously what I'm defending is she obviously wasn't uncomfortable. Right. Not that she did. Yes. Yes. You're right. She probably did look. Yes. Lady that's Mm -hmm. complaining. She probably did because she was acting like you just said. Right. Right. Not that she actually was uncomfortable. Just have one question. Mm -hmm. What does it have to do with Seinfeld? What? We were talking about Seinfeld. You went into this SNL thing. What does this have to do with Elaine dating somebody named Joel Rifkin? Well, I mean, it has nothing to do with Elaine dating anybody named Joel Rifkin. What it has to do with Beeps is uh, it's just that would not be able to fly today. You would not be able to do this bit today. Oh, you couldn't get away with Seinfeld today at all. Right. But but I'm, I'm, I'm speaking specifically about uh this because they're using Joel Rifkin as a joke, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Like she's dating somebody with that name and that's the name of a serial killer. Like that is, oh my God, how, how dare you? It's demeaning to the families. Like that's, that's how it would be taken. Right. Instead of saying, no, it's a fucking joke and it's brilliant. Like maybe not brilliant, but it's really fucking it's funny. funny. It's very funny. It's yeah. very funny that, that like, She's dating somebody with the same fucking name. And every time you say that name, everybody on the street looks. Yeah, that's the point of it. It reminds me of a kids in the hall skit where somebody wins an award and they're think they're like, uh, they won an award and like, oh, this is such an honor. I'd like to thank my agent. I'd like to thank my co-stars, my mom, my, my brothers and sisters, my, my loving wife. I'd like to thank Hitler. I'd love to thank all these people. And then they walk off the stage and their agent is like freaking out because they thanked Hitler. Like you couldn't get away with that. Now, I don't think. Right. Yeah. I, I was thinking of something about Hitler, like, right. or something Hitler-ish, like a name like that. 
if or like they did a Mr. Show bit. Mr. Show was a uh, Bob Bob Odenkirk and David yeah. Cross. Yeah, they did a Hitler bit where it was about how this company had cloned Hitlers and and they were giving Hitler clones to Jewish families as a kind of reparation. <laughs> that's fucking funny <laughs> like all these jewish families had their hitler clone that would like just like be their like servant that's fucking <laughs> funny. i don't know if you can get away with that now. that's very funny mr show was incredible but that's the thing is that like when it comes to comedy dude that's just that, that's what i'm saying when it comes to comedy nothing's off limits right. you should be able to joke about anything and yeah it's just that 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 whole when you said the joke i'm like oh man that yeah that wouldn't be able to fly today mm-hmm. you wouldn't be able to a fucking jewish guy could not tell jokes that he wants to tell because he would be told that's like, that's like fucking somebody trying to tell like black people, like you can't do whatever jokes you want to do right? about, you know, race or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like what? Like, yeah. You don't get to fucking say that yeah. anyway. Anyway, it's just that that's what it had to do with the, okay. the thing. That's, that's what that was. It wasn't, you know, it, 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 you get what I'm saying. Okay. I get it. Okay. Bye. Later. While in prison, Rifkin clashed with another infamous Long Island murderer, Colin Ferguson. Oh, man, I remember him. He, he had a... Go, go ahead. He had what? Uh, he had a TV show at night. That was Craig Ferguson. He has another TV show now. It's called The Hustler. And It's very funny. I like that show, yeah. yeah. Or not funny, but it's good. Colin Ferguson was a, uh, a man who was originally from Jamaica uh, who wound up killing six people and injuring 19 others on a Long Island railroad train oh, in the December oh. of 1993. Yeah, he, he used to fight. It was Kimbo Slice. That was Kevin Ferguson, I think was his name. Oh, okay. And he was from Barbados, I believe. Oh. or Yeah, I think Barbados, not Jamaica. Uh, so anyway, uh, Ferguson was trying to use the phone, and he asked Rifkin, Rifkin to be quiet, and a war of words ensued. And Colin Ferguson, maybe we'll do an episode of him at some point, maybe not. He he became like obsessed with racism, and um, in his words, he he didn't like racist whites and Uncle Toms, and it, that's his words. And so he he basically shot six people on a subway and injured nineteen others. And he uh, he tells Rifkin, "All you killed was were women. I killed six devils." I think he killed six white people. So it might have been like a white devil thing. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rifkin was like basically bragging that he had a higher body count. And then uh, Colin Ferguson punched Rifkin in the face. That's it? Yeah, that, that was it. Yeah, there was like a huge thing. Oh, yeah. He's still alive. Yeah. Both of them are still alive. Oh, yeah. that's kind of fucking weak. Yeah. The, punched then, him in the face. Yeah. I, I, I'm like, oh, this obviously has to... Um, Lead to death. No, he's still alive. No, they're both still alive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rifkin's rushes with other prisoners led him to spend a lot of time in, in solitary confinement. And he now is imprisoned in the Clinton Correctional Facility in New York, which is previously housed the likes of uh, mobster Lucky Luciano. Or Luciano, Luciano as some Luciano, idiots yeah. say. And yeah. several famous rappers. Uh, ODB. ODB was in there. Bobby uh, Schmurda. Bobby Schmurda. And Tupac. All spent some time yeah. in uh, Tupac Clinton. Shaker. Tupac Shaker. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so that's the story of Joel the Ripper. Joel? Not not quite as interesting as Jack the Ripper, but it, it, it's a, it, it's one of those things where the psyche is like one of those things where you can kind of see the things that form the monster here. And there's one other thing we have to form here. It's uh, how we close every show. Yeah, it's uh, time to go play. Who home. died the worst? It's time for another game of Who Died ah! the Worst. 
That's right, everybody. It's who died the worst. It's not who died the funniest. It's not who died the first. Yes, it is. Well, I don't have the the, the order of these chronologically. So you're shit out of luck. The name of the game was who died the worst. I'm going to give Jackson Wells here three deaths. Three. He's going to tell me which of these three died the worst. Death number one, Hadir Korkmaz. And he was a uh, originally from Turkey, which is funny. I knew that from the name. Do you know that there is a theory mm-hmm. that that's where martial arts originated? Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I in, did... in that region. Oh, wow. Yeah. Turkey or Dutch? What? He was Turkish. He was a Turkish Dutchman. Dutch man. Oh, this guy. Yeah. I thought you were talking about martial arts. No, no. I'm talking about Hadir Korkmaz. Mm. Why would I be talking about martial arts? Because I was just talking about it. Oh. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about Turkey, though. Like, that's where they think may, that area may be where martial arts originated? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. And then moved its way to China. Hmm. And then from China to, like... Pretty much everywhere now. Well, at the, at the time, because karate, like, modern-day karate really came out of Okinawa. Mm-hmm. Karate. Yeah. 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 Karate. Karate. <laughs> I thought it started in Mongrovia. No, I, no, I, no, 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 I, I have different history books than you. Yeah, karate started in karate started in maybe karate started in Turkey. Karate started no, in Mongrovia. Karate started in Okinawa. Oh, but the other forms of what about karate? I think karate started. In, now I'm confused. That the, the I think karate started in Okinawa, but it it came from. Other forms of martial arts, I forget. What makes it an art? Like, I guess just punching somebody's not an art, but if because you... it wasn't just punching, because there's there's different, like, you know how like capoeira uh, or how do you say capoeira? It's capoeira, right? Is a cap capoeira? Mm-hmm. Um, you know how like some things are made to look like a dance, but yeah. it's actually because they can practice without being caught and stuff right. like that. Yeah, you know, and I, and there was probably things with like like you were talking about tai chi earlier. Uh, and there's different katas like you you seen the Karate Kid where like Mr Miyagi and Daniel San are doing that like I saw the Karate Kid in, like 1988. Doesn't matter if you've seen it one time, 400 years ago it would because there was no TVs yeah. then. I had uh, a very old VCR. It was an Alpha Max. Right. It wasn't even Beta Max. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Alpha. Yeah. ABC Alpha Beta is that where it comes from? Like. Uh. Well. Yeah, but C wouldn't be the next one. The uh, after beta, it's omega. They didn't have the full alphabet like we have. There's oh. not like a like a word for word okay. like translation. Or omega might be the last letter, actually. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. That's where alphabet comes from. Yeah, alphabet comes from alpha beta. Alpha yeah. beta. That's what I'm thinking. Alpha, yeah, alphabet, alpha beta. Yeah. Yeah, omega is the last one. It's alpha beta gamma would be the first three. Delta, right. epsilon, zeta. And there's a bunch more. And then Omega is the last one. Right. I'm the Alpha and the Omega. Yeah. yeah. First and last. Um, But anyway, like the Kata is, is basically just that, like the dance thing that he does. Right. You know, uh, that thing. Um, So I think that that's maybe where the, the art comes in, you know, all that stuff. Okay. I don't know why it's called arts. I don't know. I, I, I didn't ask them. Maybe uh, you should have. Maybe you should have asked the fucking guy doing Tai Chi in the fucking park. Maybe he was doing a kata. I don't want to bother him. He, looked, he was in his thing. Why not? You need to bother people. This is your problem. I'm going to start bothering you. You do bother me. All the time. But you you do. Well, there. I'm getting all my, I'm getting no, all my work in with you. I don't want it just me. I need you oh. to do it with other people, too. 
You fucking, you're too much. Yeah, you ain't a bother. Fucking bother. Tough shit. Fucking bother them. Leave me the fuck alone. Go ahead. Oh, now you want me to go ahead. You just told me to leave the fuck alone. Hadir Korkmaz, 42, from, from uh, originally from Turkey. I knew that by his last name because there's a guy in the Sixers named Furkan Korkmaz. Oh, good God. Uh, but I don't celebrate that. You don't celebrate Korkmaz? No. Maybe you should. I think that's I think that's what, the, what Christmas was on that show, Life Goes On. Yeah, with Corky. Yeah. So he was a uh, Turkish and Dutch drug dealer who turned police informant. And the way he died, you might think that he was murdered, but they think he was actually just like this was a freak accident. He was fishing. And I guess the area where he was fishing. Can you keep this uh, uh, screen on, by the way? Just so it doesn't. Like... I, I guess the area where he was fishing, he was fishing by power lines. No, don't use those to fish. And no, he, he wasn't fishing with power lines. He was using a rod and reel, uh, but he was doing it near power lines. And okay. when he went to cast the rod, his fish hook caught on a power line, electrocuting him. Death number one okay. is you're going fishing, but you hit a power line and you electrocute yourself. That's death number one. Okay. Death number two. Death number two. Takes us to Brazil. 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 Brasilia. Brazil. You have to kind of almost say the L like a W. Brazil. Brazil. And this man is R Rildo, R-A-I-L-D-O, Hildo, Hildo, yeah. Matias Santos, mm -hmm. 49 years old. He had some problems in his life. He, uh, he liked to drink a little bit. He liked the, uh, the alcohol. Mm -hmm. He liked to partake. He liked to partake. He liked yeah. to, uh. He liked the spirits. Wet his whistle every now and then. Okay. He may have liked the, well, cerveza will be Spanish, although it is in, in Portuguese. And he also had epilepsy. Oh, it, it, what, what is it in, uh, in Spanish? Probably. Sure. Tarveta. Tarveta, yeah. Well, in, in uh, Catalonian, so yeah, Barcelona. Barcelona. Yeah, that's uh, like Catalonian Spanish, I believe. Yeah. So he was epileptic in addition to liking the occasional drink. And so he's carrying a, a bucket of water, about uh, 20 liters of water. And he falls, and he may have had a seizure as well, they don't know. Okay. Uh, but he fell into like a kneeling position, and his head fell into the bucket of water. And he was unable to lift his head out of the water and drowned. So death number two is drowning in a bucket of water. Okay. Death number three. Mm -hmm. I only have this man's first name. Uh, his first name was Akbar. Allah. No. Just not, I don't. Maybe. I don't think so. I don't know what his last name was. His first name was Akbar. Mm -hmm. And he was a 25-year-old in Indonesia. And he is the first man where we can document for, for certain... That he was swallowed whole by a python. He went missing. He 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 went missing. He was a farmer, and he uh he worked on um he worked on a palm oil crop. He was a palm oil farmer, and he went missing in Indonesia. And everybody goes to look for him. They they uh they they send out a search party, and it's basically like. Hey, there's this really full-looking snake here, and it was about a 23-foot-long python. And so they cut open the python, and you know what they found in the python? Akbar. Yes. Hmm. And and not like chewed up in the pieces. He was swallowed. No, whole. he was on his knees with his head in a bucket. No, no, that, oh. that was that's Brazil. This is Indonesia. Oh. So death number three, mm -hmm. swallowed whole by a python. Right. So to recap, death number one, 
is you're going fishing and you get electrocuted. Right. Death number two is uh, you drown in the bucket of water. Yeah. Death number three, and yeah. boy, does this seem obvious now that I read them all out one by one by one, mm-hmm. is swallowed whole by a python. Mm-hmm. I wonder what could win. Mm. It's got to be the bucket of water, right? Well, that's the one I'm going to eliminate first, because <laughs> okay. he was a drunken idiot. He had, he had epilepsy. Nah, I feel bad about that part, but right. listen, if you know that you have epilepsy, right. you probably shouldn't be fucking drinking. And you shouldn't be carrying buckets, buckets of, of water, water around drinking. while you're drinking. Yes. Yeah, look, praying just randomly. Yeah, you know, dropping down on your knees and praying. Like uh, he felt the spirit of Jesus. Mm. Felt the spirit of something else. He felt the spirits. Yeah, in his belly. I am eliminating him first. He's gone. Right, and then you get rid of the snake guy. Right, then I get rid of the snake guy. Yeah. So winner's number one. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. You're not even letting me get this You're one. A liar. No. No, do you want it to be number one? No, you're the arbiter no, here. Uh, it's it's. Uh, I mean, look. Okay, well, hold on, hold on. He must have like passed out or something. I, I mean, it's it's tough. Let's we're saying who died the worst. Yeah. What, what was he doing? Nobody knows. They they he didn't like leave a message. I'm <laughs> uh, being swallowed. Let me write a note and tell him what I was doing before I got swallowed by the fucking python. Pe- people didn't know. People didn't fucking pay attention to Akbar. Well, he was out farming. He was he, well, he was, was working out, at his farm. He was w- at his farm. Yeah. How big was this fucking python? How, 20, 23 feet long. How small was he? Less than 23 feet long. Right. Yeah. I'm going to guess between probably five and seven feet. Okay. Most most people are. Maybe he was... He couldn't hit him with his garden hoe? I don't think the python would care. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe he fell, maybe he fell asleep, maybe something like that happened, and he wakes up and it's too late. Or maybe the python, because pythons constrict, don't they? They would, like, squeeze you to death and then swallow you whole? Isn't that what they usually do? I I know a boa does that. Okay, well, the boa doesn't swallow you whole, does it? I don't know how big, and maybe if there's a 23-foot boa. Yeah. I don't know anything about boa constrictors All or I know fucking pythons. It sounds pythons. like a bad way to go. It, it, it is, but so is fucking fishing and getting your... I think electrocution, though, it's over quick. Like, it's a uh, zap and you're dead, right? Yeah, but so is getting fucking swallowed whole by a fucking... I think it's a slower process than you're thinking. Python. It doesn't matter how slow. It's still bad. Okay, they're all bad. Dying is bad. Look, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. If it fucking... <sighs> You're the judge. So you tell me who died the worst. I don't know. I'm okay. thinking. I'm trying to think of what I really think is the worst. Because right. you're saying, because you, you're automatically just assuming that big snake and going in a snake is automatically worse. Right. I'm thinking electrocution is really fucking bad. Okay. And I'm thinking of like, I don't know how dumb this fucking farmer guy was. I don't know what he was doing. Well, fishing by power lines also dumb. Okay, Miyagi. Yes. Fish by power lines. Also dumb. I am your sensei. Uh, no, you're just sensei. Yeah. yeah. I do want to buy. I would. I do want to sell you some candles. I'm gonna go with the snake. Okay. Just because I don't want to get any more shit. Okay. Okay. I just keep getting shit from everybody. Well, he would have. The, the snake would have given you plenty of shit, but they didn't, he didn't get a chance to fully digest Akbar. Right. Yeah. So no, no shit happened. Mm. But shit happens, like getting eaten by eaten by snakes. And that was the uh, the first time anybody had ever been conclusively eaten by whole by a python. 
Uh, and that's our show. Uh, that is uh, episode 98 in the books. Two-parter coming up for the 100th episode spectacular. The Zodiac Killer. Next, we're going to look at the crimes, and then we're going to look at the the pursuit after that, I believe. We're going to be looking at the, the suspects, and uh, spoiler, it's Ted Cruz. I don't want to kind of ruin it for everybody, but Ted Cruz is a Zodiac Killer. Somebody told me that. He's, he's not. Uh, uh, Trump actually said that. Yeah. Trump is the one who used to push that. Remember that? Yeah, it was that uh, Cruz's dad killed JFK, his wife is ugly, and he's the Zodiac Killer. Yeah. And then Ted Cruz bent over backwards to try to keep that guy president. Yeah. He is, not, not, not because he wants him to be president. He is what the, uh, the people on that side of the aisle would call a cuck. He is a cuck indeed. So anyway. And sus. That'll uh, yeah, vote him out. Mm. Please, Texas, vote him out. I'm begging you. Uh, that, that'll do it for this week. That'll do it for episode 98. Thank you for listening. I know we dropped all the plugs in the very beginning here. And with that being said, we will see you next week with, with more, more murder. murder, my dude. <laughs>